2: And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. I'm very, very excited to be joined by Simon Severino, who is a mentor, an investor, and an advisor to B2B teams. That's business to business. And he has been in entrepreneurship, I believe, for a little over 19 years and has worked with quite literally hundreds of business to business teams around the globe. Simon Severino, welcome to the program.
3: Hello, everybody. Excited to be here.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know you've you've done a lot of things and you've helped to uh, you've helped many businesses double their sales. Uh, you focused on a uh, tactic called ROL, return on luck. We're going to talk about all of those things, but I'd love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Simon, how did you become so passionate about entrepreneurship?
3: You know, I don't know if it's you fall in love with entrepreneurship, or rather, you are so utterly unemployable as an entrepreneur that at some point, you start your own thing. (laughs) That was my case. Utterly unemployable. (laughs) I had a song dancing inside of my chest. It wanted to get out, right? Friedrich Nietzsche says, if you have a star which is dancing inside of your chest, you cannot do anything else, you have to sing that song. So that was my, my way after being in, in, in global consulting for, for years. I then said, all right, hey, there is this song inside of me, I need to sing this song. And this the song, I didn't know exactly how to sing it, but I had a feeling. I said, if I'm an entrepreneur, I don't want to book the current consultants, the current business coaches, I need something else. And it's not there. So I have to build it. This wow, is how you start being an entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's definitely the transformation over here um, in, into entrepreneurship, which is great. So let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's talk about the Strategy Sprints Consulting Firm and what you do, which, by the way, I believe is also the name of your fantastic book, Strategy Sprints. Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Yes, I keep things simple. So uh, my company is called Strategy Sprints. We have only one offer. It's the 90-day Strategy Sprint. And uh, I have a book. It's called Strategy Sprint. Guess the name of my YouTube channel.
2: (laughs) I can guess it's Strategy Sprints, which, uh, of course, we'll send all of our listeners to you in just a little bit. But so who is your sort of ideal profile of who needs to read the book and who needs to get in touch with you and your team on the consulting side?
3: Yes, so we work only with B2B businesses. So they are professional services agencies, B2B software builders, educators who are doing 35k per month right now and they want to double to 70k per month in the next 90 days. And they have a digital part of their business, not just physical, there is also some digital part. If they meet all of this criteria, we can double revenue with them in 90 days. And that's the one-to-one program that we have. It's a one-to-one coaching customized. Okay.
2: So I've listened to a couple of your talks in the past, uh, Simon, and I've heard about the tactics to maximize the ROL. And when I first heard that, I was like, Simon must have made a typo. He must have said something wrong. We all know you want a return on your investment or an ROI. But then I looked more closely and you call the return on luck. What is that?
3: So, um, returner luck was more of a fun thing that, um, uh, who was it, Jim Collins started literally calling ROL, the return of luck, the difference between teams who crush it and teams who don't crush it. And he said, so what is this ROL? Why do some teams crush it and others not? And he started researching. Now, I'm not a researcher, I'm a practitioner. So I see every day dozens of teams and some win and others lose. So I continued this exploration because I'm also very curious to see, okay, what are the things that they do differently? So if luck can land on their desk versus the other team's desk, why do they get lucky and the other teams don't? And from my observation, it's the number of quick parallel experiments that they run. So for example, let's say you want to improve your marketing and one team does a traditional six months project to improve marketing. And the other one does a more agile, like a strategy sprint. They say, all right, let's, what's the fastest little prototype we can build and test? How quickly can we test it with 50 bucks in four hours? And they run multiple of those experiments in a week. Now that team will learn much more because they can do 20, 30 experiments per week. And so the chance that they they find one thing that their customers really want is much higher and they wasted less money and they wasted less time and they learned more. And I think the key strategic differentiator right now in the markets, what differentiates you from your competitors is really how much do you know about what your customers really need and how to deliver that. So the learning makes the difference. And the ROI, the return on luck is higher if you cover more ground in exploring the ground. So the more experiments you run in parallel, short, quick, cheap experiments, the higher the probability that luck lands on your desk not on the other team's desk
2: definitely definitely again i'm chatting with simon severino uh from strategy sprints consulting from the author of strategy sprints as well and we've been chatting a little bit about the sort of the framework um it's helping so many business owners improve operations and sales simon uh, all it takes is to uh to google his name and see all of his many many talks Um, including uh, recent TEDx talks some really, really fantastic things. So, Simon, we only have a a short few minutes remaining, and I want to talk about some of the things that you see when you talk to CEOs. Um, You talk to a lot of business owners, including many like those tuning in to get down to business. What are some of the habits that you see, and what's the, the homework assignment that you want everybody tuning in to put into action in the week ahead? 95%
3: of the things are not in our control. So the sales of this month is not in your control. Supply chains are not in your control. The stock prices are not in your control. Material availability is not in your control. So what is actually in your control? It's just three things, the daily habit, the weekly habit, and the monthly habit. And so we help people focus on those. The daily habit is, How did you allocate your time today and what will you delegate tomorrow? Because when you run a business, it's all about amplifying yourself by delegating, automating, outsourcing bit by bit the things that work. The weekly habit is what are the three numbers that will tell you you're moving forward in the right direction at the right pace? So what's the one marketing number, the one sales number, the one ops number that you want to have every week reported in a simple way, in a visual way? And then the monthly habit is, where are we winning against our competitor? Where are we losing? How do we cut 15%, 20%, 25% budget? So time, attention, and money that we invest from features where we are not really winning, features where we are losing against our competitors, and reinvest that in the next month into the features where we are currently winning. Because if we are currently winning and we put in 20% more time and attention and money, We're gonna crush it. And that creates, again, strategic advantage. And we are called strategy sprints because we look at strategic advantage because that's, that's what you want to have.
2: Absolutely. Well, I've certainly learned a lot in our conversation, Simon Severino of Strategy Sprints. Um, I know you've got a lot more to share than we were able to pack into our couple of minute conversation. I certainly want to make sure all of our listeners can pick up a copy of the book, get in touch with your consulting firm. Again, easy to remember, Strategy Sprints. What is the best way to get a hold of you and find a local copy of your book?
3: So the book Strategy Sprints can be bought on Amazon. And if you buy it, please leave me a review because I'm literally really curious to hear your experience. And also, Amazon loves it and then says, oh, this is relevant and tells it other people. And if you want to find me, I hang out at strategysprints.com. And I'm happy to answer questions that you have or help you create a game plan if you want to improve sales and improve operations. Strategysprints.com
2: strategy sprints.com simon savrina thanks so much for sharing your expertise with our listeners certainly learned a lot in our conversation strategy sprints.com the book is also called strategy sprints we've got a quick break over here and when we return we're going to continue our conversation all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship you get on my website shalomkline.com that's where you can download the past nine plus years the show's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship but get on your favorite podcast app subscribe rate review and share uh and uh, you won't miss a single episode Quick break, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I've been super excited for this conversation with Kurt Euler. Um, from Showcase IDX, um, Kurt is a globally recognized marketer, operator, and speaker. He's built and run businesses from startup to over $500 million in annual revenue, assembled teams across six continents, and been part of a small team leading an IPO and participated in dozens of acquisitions. We certainly have a lot to talk about. Kurt, welcome to
4: the program. Yeah, thanks for having me
2: well i love to learn a little bit about background because you've certainly done quite a bit um over your uh over your couple of years in business over here uh i believe i saw a statistic that you and your team have analyzed over uh 50, real estate websites so uh, i i mean you're clearly very passionate about what you do how did you get into this line of work uh
4: yeah i mean i've always been an entrepreneur at heart um uh started first company when i was 14 but long journey with many hats like you've had that uh that led me into actually helping build marketing tech so building a lot of the channels that people use today that that you know did not exist before we came into them and a friend called me relationships and networking is where it's at and uh called me with a company that he had that had some incredible technology uh but just didn't have the market share and so uh literally he called me for a coffee and uh, three or four days later, I accepted a role with our company, and uh, that led to a pretty good acquisition in three years. I actually had the parent company now since we've been acquired. So,
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you've certainly developed a, an interesting niche in terms of real estate marketing. We might get into that in a couple of minutes, but it really is marketing in general. And as my dad would say, it's all widgets. Ultimately, what works in real estate probably works in almost any industry as well. And I'm really curious um, in a world where anyone can be considered an influencer. And certainly it seems like everybody has a podcast. Everybody has, you know, a uh, large social media presence. How do you stand out? That's what I know you and your team are all about standing out. How do you how do you make that impression?
4: Yeah, I I find so often, I mean, whether it's real estate, he's mentioned or or anywhere. a lot of people are trying to be influencers, but they end up kind of, you know, even if they get a blip for a little while, it'll die out when a platform changes its algorithm. And so um, consistency and doing things, if, you, if people want to try podcasts or YouTube or TikTok, those are all great and they should do that and they be consistent at it. But, but you have to have a digital hub, a website in some way to send people back to so that when Facebook changes its algorithm and you need to shift over to Instagram, like your followers, your listeners, your viewers, they know they know where to still find you and find out where your new home is because, you know, TikTok may change something tomorrow and, you know, you could be getting, you know, hundreds of thousands or even millions of views. And if they change that algorithm, like your your influence just, is, you know, is shrunk.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Well, again, I'm chatting with Kurt Euler from Showcase IDX and Kurt. You have been at the front line of uh, creating some of the marketing channels that we all use today, including social media management, influencer marketing, and location-based marketing. I know, again, you and your team have a heavy focus on real estate, and I shared a statistic a few minutes ago uh, that you and your team have analyzed more than 50,000, that's right, 50,000 real estate websites over each of the past three years to identify what works in modern marketing. So I have to ask the question, what did that data show you? What works and what doesn't work?
4: Well, the, the the biggest thing is actually agents that have their own website. So um, a lot of agents, and actually not as many as you think, but maybe, you know, we'll have a, the subdomain website, you know, kurt.kw.com, if I'm with Keller Williams as an example. Um, but they change brokerages so much, and so usually every five years on average. So if they don't have their own website, well, what happens when they change brokerage? Their website change. All of their marketing that they've been sending towards something will change as well. So just having their own website is a big thing. But the second thing is actually decide you know making the choice to have like a home search on there that consumers will use cuz there's you know super cheap outdated technology but it's like a lot of most consumers in America will go to Zillow and they'll do a search. Zillow's got a great home search. And so if your website doesn't provide at least that, well even if you capture a lead, the only thing I can guarantee you in real estate is that a competitor will be calling your client because they're going to go do their home search in zillow which makes two billion dollars a year selling that uh, selling uh contact information your leads information so if you keep have a home search on the site that they will actually use well you're already ahead of almost every agent out there
2: that's awesome that's fantastic very very interesting and again some of those principles absolutely hold true in really any line of work as well so i want to sort of shift our our conversation to leadership. Um, yep. You talk a lot, and I've watched some of your YouTube videos, about high-achieving serving servant leadership. High-achieving servant leadership. What is that? How is that defined? And why has it become the best way to scale companies of all sizes?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, it takes servant leadership, but um, I mean, servant leadership as a concept is just instead of a hierarchical approach, telling people on my team what they have to do and it's required. Um, instead, it's it's coaching them, leading them, sometimes doing that work with them um, and providing an environment where, gosh, they want to do their best because they know that their leader is showing up for them. Um, so it's a very different approach than, hey, I'm the boss, go do this task. Um, but but most of the books that are out there on it, they, they talk about it as if it's just a good thing to do. So a lot of times it comes from a faith concept, maybe come from a good leader they had before. Um, but from a, what the data shows is, If you actually drive a business that way, and what I've seen in more than 60 acquisitions I've been part of and growing uh, larger companies is when you treat people that way, it's the best way to actually drive revenue in the long term because people will show up. They'll, you know, they'll show up when they know it's crunch time. and This is the time to gain market share. They'll show up for the extra 10 hours a a week that's needed because they know you're showing up and they want to do that and they want to help serve you as well.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, Kurt Euler. I'm chatting um, with him about uh, Showcase IDX, and um, we've been chatting across the gamut about entrepreneurship. We've been talking a little bit about real estate, and certainly uh, as we continue to talk, talking about leadership. And Kurt, as, you know, your background is really interesting. You certainly have accomplished a lot. I know you've uh, you've really uh, built your organization, and I think this conversation is so relevant um, to the many, many, many small business owners that tune in weekly to get down to business. You've worked with teams of all sizes and cultures. How has your leadership style evolved over that period of time?
4: I I used to be that toxic leader. I I believed if uh, (laughs) one person uh, cried on the team. um, I I did something wrong. If everybody cried, I just dialed it to 11 and I need to come back just a little bit. Um, that's not who you want to work for. And so I very much shifted, thanks to a mentor, showing me a better way uh, and, and better results afterwards, um, but to that high-achieving kind of servant leadership that, that we spoke about. Um, and it, it works better, too. I see it in my friends' businesses, whether they're general contractors or electricians or real estate agents, um, I see how that when that pivot happens for them, um, their teams change, the lives of the people on their teams change, and their, um, frankly, their businesses change.
2: Oh, that's that's awesome. Kurt, that's that's great um, leadership advice. And so, again, as we've talked the gamut in a variety of different areas, as we start to come to a conclusion in our conversation, I want to make sure we leave our listeners with some really, really strong homework assignments, um, whether it's around leadership or marketing. Um, what is that? That one tip that, I mean, as, as you've been very frank and, and honest with us, which we appreciate about how you've evolved as a leader, what is that one thing that you would want to see our listeners put into action um, over the uh, over the coming weeks and months ahead?
4: I want them to be humble enough and intentional enough to realize they're wrong about, you know, at least three things in their business right now, whether they're a solo entrepreneur or a team. Uh, I wake up every morning knowing, hey, uh, they there's at least three things I'm wrong about, and I know that, I'm wrong, uh, uh, they're, that they're out there, but I don't know what they are yet. And so when I figure that out, my business will scale to the next level. And that's always happened for me before, um, and, but it's a hard thing and things that listeners really need to pay attention to themselves and go, God, there's something that I actually believe is true today that's holding my business back. Until I realize that that's a lie, um, it's going to continue to hold me back.
2: Well, that's a good homework assignment. That's for sure. Um, it's a mindset change for sure. Absolutely. Um, Kurt, how can we get in touch with you and your team at Showcase IDX? What's the best way to get in contact?
4: So if they're a real estate agent, they should go to ShowcaseIDX.com. Uh, we can help them out that home search that uh, consumers choose over Zillow. But if they're looking and want to stay in touch with me or follow anything on um, uh, Servant Leadership, uh, they go to u h l i r U-H-L-I-R.com. There's actually a very long guide on there that will walk through that High Achieving Servant Leadership for them, and they get it for free.
2: Okay, awesome. Well... As we uh, as we I can't believe we're already in August of uh, 2022, as we look at um, ensuring that we we finish 2022 with the bang, I certainly encourage all of our li- all of our listeners to get in touch with Kurt Euler to continue learning a little bit about this. And Kurt, don't be a stranger. Come back and uh, share with us some more as you uh, hopefully write more and, and and share. I'm fascinated with uh, with everything we've talked about uh, in this conversation. Um, we're going to squeeze in some headlines, a quick break after. Uh, After the break, we'll be rejoined in our conversation more small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Be sure to check out our amazing friends and sponsors. Uh, That's Tom Mirabali from HealthPlanChicago.com. His phone number is 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477 for all of your Health Insurance and Affordable Care Act needs. But again, don't touch that dial because after these headlines, we'll continue our conversations learning about leadership, learning about small business, learning about jobs, and entrepreneurship we will be right back and get down to business. Well, we all know when it comes to the job search, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's why I'm chatting with Anish Majumdar, who is a career coach and expert in the hidden job market. I'm certainly curious what the hidden job market is, but I know Anish has spent over the past 12 years working with thousands of professionals around the world to take the reins of their professional destiny and break free of the necessity of job searching permanently. Webinars, videos, and articles have been all over online. Anish, Anish, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. So obviously my first question over here is what in the world is the hidden job market and why should the folks in transition learn more about it?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it, it's it's one of those terms, you know, in in hiring, like I would say finance, there's a lot of like gobbledygook terms that sound like really complicated, but when you actually break it down, uh, it's not. You know, uh, the hidden job market, it is, uh, you know, 80% of all roles, 90% of all executive roles. It's basically a fancy way to uh, refer to All of the opportunities out there, all of the offers out there that um, are going to be filled long before... Um, a company has a gun to their head and is forced to put it into a job posting that is a worst-case scenario for every possible business out there um, I say that not just as a career coach but as a business owner um, anything that I can do to avoid that by bringing people in in a different way talking to them a different way letting them see what's going on in a different way I'm going to do and when you rise up in your career there comes a point very early on whether people realize it or not where it doesn't matter how experienced you are you're not going to find your quote-unquote dream job in a job posting it's way more likely that you're going to be able to create it, though, by diversifying your approach a little bit. And, and you know, just like we're talking about demystifying this hidden job market, demystifying what networking is and what relationship building is, is the easiest way for anyone to start tapping into this other flow that, in my opinion, you can't afford to... Not, you can't afford to make this, this, this not an essential part of what your strategy is right now because otherwise there's no way you're, you're seeing. You're going to spend the rest of your life dying on the vine looking for someone to um, create Shalom's perfect opportunity. You know what I mean? You're going to find it by talking to people
2: and by identifying what that pain is. Music to my ears, absolutely. I talk all the time about networking and why it's so important, and especially as you talk about this hidden job market. So, I mean, I, I'm really curious. We see jobs advertised everywhere so many people that I talk to all the time over coffee uh, they're telling me they're searching for jobs they're applying for jobs indeed LinkedIn Glassdoor all these websites there's job boards job postings interviews everywhere we look So why it's so hard to find a great job
1: I think, you know, uh, a lot of times it's almost a a question of two good parties trying to do something good, but because of a misunderstanding, uh, they don't get there. Um, To give you an example, uh, maybe I'm running a business and I have a desperate need for, you know, our marketing strategy has fallen completely apart. We are in desperate straits. Well. I'm not gonna A tell Monster and indeed the details of my company. So when I tell my HR people to, to put out a posting, I might say, hey, grab a couple of other postings, put something together, bring some marketing people. That's fine. But the problem is if you're a candidate for that and you spend, let's say, hours, you know, aping your resume and your thing to come up with basically what is essentially a bunch of lies on a job posting, so you get the role, but what respect are you gonna get from me, the CEO? What 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 oversight are you really gonna get? If you're not smart enough to really understand what is truly going on here and play to that there's no way that we're going to that we're going to connect and this is a big problem why otherwise wonderful candidates simply lose out in the job process by the time you find that old job posting and and this old pain that has been at this company, I'm no longer dealing with the purity of the problems in, in, in the business. Now what I'm dealing with is all of the other crap, all of the other months of other candidates, the other uh, criteria that I have. It's very, very, very difficult. The older the, the problem is at a company, the less likely it is that you're going to be able to cut through the nonsense and the chaff to actually... Go in there and, and really identify it. So, a lot of times, what happens is good people get rejected simply because I have, I'm no longer looking for the perfect solution for my business and, and, and the right person with the right perspective, short and long term. Now I've talked to 50, 100, 150 other people, and now it's just a, a, a cluttered noise of, of nonsense, you know, that's, that's, that's going out there. Um, a big part of the reason is simply because lack of confidence says, oh, I, I, don't, I, I don't dare talk to anyone unless there's a job posting. But when you do that, what you're getting and what you're relegating yourself to is day-old bread. And that's not, yeah. that's not likely to work for you.
2: It's not likely to yeah, work for and, you. And hence the hidden job market. I mean, really, as you just said, um, that, that disconnect that's taking place between the jobs that are out there and the people that are looking for the job. And certainly uh, we, we don't have time to really get into this, but uh, certainly that digital side of things has made it different. Maybe easier, maybe harder, but it certainly yep. has made it different. Anish, I know we've only just touched the surface, but I'm out of time. And uh, I want to get everybody in touch with Anish Majumdar, career coach and expert in the hidden job market. I know, Anish, you have been published all over the place. Very easy to find you when people search for you. But let's get people over to your website so they can start that conversation about how they can set themselves up for their success, um, either in the hiring or in the uh, or in the job search process. How can we get in touch?
1: Well, you know, helloanish.com would be uh, HQ for people who are uh, curious based on what we've been talking about here and want to go in deeper. I am very, very excited. Uh, anyone who's who's excited to, to jump into this, I want to start showing people um, what, what's really out there. LinkedIn is also another place. Uh, if you put in the word Anish and you put in the word career, probably not a lot of six foot one brown guys specializing in this right now. <laughs>
2: definitely, uh, definitely give it a shot. Anish, really appreciate the conversation. I've learned a lot and I cannot wait until our next conversation. I'll post some of our resources that we just talked about on my website, ShalomKlein.com. Uh, Anish, thank you so much for joining us after this quick break. I'll be joined by Stuart Lichtman um, as we continue our conversation all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. I'm very excited to talk about Achieving the Impossible with Dr. Stuart Lickman. Dr. Stuart Lichtman is an executive, an entrepreneur, researcher, consultant, trainer, and coach. He is the president of Partners in in Excellence, and he's guided and run about 100 companies, trained more than 70,000 people around the world. We're going to talk all about uh, some of the amazing, amazing work he's doing right now um, in uh, the world of uh, helping people sort of achieve the impossible. Stuart Lichtman, welcome to Get Down to Business.
5: Great. It's great. The thing I'd like to say is that most of what people say doesn't work because they're addressing the conscious mind and what doesn't work is the unconscious. Like if when you learn a language. If you ever watched a kid learn a language? It takes about five years before they learn to read. They have to learn all sorts of little things like what sounds are meaningful not, what they're associated with, etc. If you were to at your adult age learn a new language, such as, for me, Russian, because I don't know the Cyrillic alphabet or Russian. It'd probably take me three to five years. But if I look at anything in English, I just read. I know what it says on the page, just like you do. Now, that happens because there's lots of unconscious, successful habit patterns. And this determines our success. You, we agreed to talk a little bit about marketing, selling. So let me yeah. start with that.
2: Yeah, please. Uh, and, and, and just as we as we get into that, I mean, uh, Stuart, I know you've helped as we said you know, seventy thousand plus people in this. Uh, so certainly looking at at how we can be uh, strategic in in multiplying on the sales side. So I know you've done this many, many, many times. So yeah, let's let's get into it.
5: Okay. Now, my approach is very simple. It multiplies sales by a company by three to eight times a year. That is a 300 to 800% increase consistently. Most salespeople spend 80% of their time trying to sell to people that won't buy because they don't know who is going to buy. But in fact, all of my research with artificial intelligence over a period of 40 years has demonstrated there are 12 unconscious personality types in the world. And if you hone in on the two or three of those that really unconsciously want what you're selling and you know their value structures Your cells are going to shoot like hell, way up. Um, The process of learning to consciously manage your unconscious to do seemingly impossible things is what I cover in my book, How to Get Lots of Money for Anything Fast. Sold about 70,000 copies of it so far over the web and what can I say, it produces results. People in my training program, the Superachiever Children Training Program, have a literal 100% success rate at first try in achieving their seemingly impossible result, 100%. Now, there's a catch in that, two catches. One catch is You have to do the assigned work, but that's kind of life. The second thing is you have to move in steps if you're going for a really big thing. Say you want to learn you're now making 150,000 a year, Mm -hmm. and you want to make a million. Well, what is holding you back is both your target, And what I call blockers, self defeating unconscious habit patterns. Self defeating unconscious habit patterns fill our life. They look like fatigue, annoyance, distraction, discomfort, not understanding. I can't do that. Uh, Why are they not acting the way I want? And so forth. You're creating all the things in your unconscious. I have ways of permanently changing all that from negative things that pull you down to positive things that pull you up. The right. the salesmen that I train do really well because number one they aggregate their a lifetime of experiences with people to come up with models of the clusters or types of people who buy from them. And then by sitting down with them, they find out what the hot buttons are. And then amazing thing happened. They used my cybernetic transposition technique, what I teach my book, set objectives each month, and they hit them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Stuart, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to leave it there for just a moment because we've got to squeeze in a quick break um, to pay the bills over here, but we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Stuart Lichtman as we've been chatting a little bit about, again, how you could achieve the impossible. We've been chatting about how this technique can really and has helped Uh, companies uh, go to uh, eight times uh, in in, in revenue. I mean, some really, really fantastic results. Again, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back on Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein, and I'm continuing my conversation with Dr. Stuart Lichtman who has achieved a lot in helping both individuals, helping business owners achieve the impossible. And that's exactly where we're at in our conversation. Stuart, you, you've, you've shared a lot. You've shared some advice. You've shared, you've shared a lot that has taken place. But let's talk about some of those success stories. Any that you can point to? Sure.
5: Uh, let's take a big company like Erickson. I used to fly around the world once a month working with CEOs and their leading groups. Ericsson had a division that wasn't working well. They were considering killing it. In three months, we turned it from a deadbeat to a highly successful one. Um, Volvo had a conflict between two divisions for 20 years. Uh, The conflict was that most money in a car company is made by spare parts division. The car division that makes the cars wants to increase quality, but what do you do? It negatively impacts spare parts. In one weekend, we resolve resolved that harmoniously. Um, I, <clears throat> in a case with TRW, um they had a division that was really sick it took three months to turn it around and the british government back when Margaret thatcher was the prime minister they were being attacked by leninist labor unions trying to destroy industry and uh, we helped her turn that around in six months um The I've also run a lot of companies as iron gun for venture capitalists. I can't talk about their names because Mm -hmm. VCs write contracts say you can't do that. Um, but turning those around is kind of duck soup. The individual entrepreneur, the little guy, has to really be very good. At homing in on their target market and knowing the points of value. And that is something to learn from my book. More than that, uh, mm-hmm. the last uh, presenter was talking about getting jobs. Mm-hmm. I have a totally different way. In essence, you design a mm-hmm. perfect job with a perfect boss, and then you unconsciously put it in operation, and it has about 100% success rate.
2: That's great. Um, Stuart, we're coming to a conclusion in our time, um, and I want to make sure before we get cut off that we share your website with our listeners so they can learn more about your process and get in touch with you. Again, Dr. Stuart Lichtman, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
5: Okay. I have a website called StuartLichtman.com, S-T-U-A-R-T L-I-C-H-T M-A-N dot com. It's a general website with lots of content and so forth. If someone really wants to get in touch with me, the best way is to reach me by text and then we can talk on the phone. My phone number is 805-452-1787 but I have an unknown caller blocker, so you need to text first.
2: Okay. Well, Stuart Luckman, I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. I look forward to getting in touch with you and uh, certainly continuing the, this conversation. You've shared a lot with us. Very appreciative for that. That is a wrap for us here on Get Down to Business this week. You could always get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship through my website, ShalomKlein.com. And to subscribe um, to the podcast, just go to your favorite podcast app, search for Get Down to Business, but be sure to rate and review. To success, let's get down to business. Have a great week ahead. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560 The Answer.